Hey there, folks. Got a little special bonus pod. Bonus pod. This is a conversation that Gretchen and I had while we were on a drive to visit my dad, which is about four hours away. And we often have these really amazing conversations. Okay, look, 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 look. Okay, look. All right. Four hours away. But with a kid, it takes seven six. Seven hours. Seven hours. It took us seven hours. To get there. But at home, it was six. Six hours and 45 minutes there, seven hours home. Okay, yeah. So, you know, when you have a kid, if you have a kid, just be prepared for an extra few hours. But it's not a bad time to talk about gaming. And what we did is this is this is not really something we would necessarily talk about on the podcast. We decided to talk about Gretchen's feelings because she is thinking about running a game. She's never GM'd before. And so we wanted to kind of just talk about that, kind of discuss that. We needed to talk about my feelings. We yes. needed to talk about your feelings. And this is the kind of thing it, it doesn't... It was very therapeutic. It was super therapeutic. I'm sure it was. <laughs> now, of course, we recorded this in the car. So don't expect the same sort of high quality and production values that you get from the normal podcasting. But again, this is just a shorter episode. It's a fun topic. And uh, we'd love to hear your experiences if you're you know, thinking about running a game or you've just recently run your first or second game, you're a new DM, GM, and you want to share your experiences with us, you can send us an email at RPGs and Baby Makes 3 and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and you can also share your fears, your your anxiety, because if you have anxiety like I do, your imagination is all over the place. So, you know, don't make me feel alone, folks. Share those anxiety <laughs> thoughts with me. All right, well, let's listen into our conversation about being a new GM. So, yeah, so I, um, I've i never run a game. I, I'm pretty nervous about doing it. I feel intimidated. I, you know, I think one of the things I've heard from you a lot is how a lot of people don't offer to run games and you get kind of burned out. And at least in my, for me, it's, I'm just intimidated and it just seems a little overwhelming and a little more difficult than I am mentally prepared for. <laughs> well, I mean, it's interesting because I think that it's very a com- that's a very common feeling is people are intimidated, worried, and I do think that there is, you know, I mean, I hate to like throw our gaming community under the bus here, but I do think that there is a little bit of like a judgmental nature that is inherent, especially in older, in some older games, not, this is not everybody, and maybe not even most, but there is a judgmental nature in, I mean, really with any sort of geek fandom, there's that little bit of that, right? And so, <laughs> and like, I if you don't know, know what you're talking about. Right, so like there's 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 some intimidating like if am I going to do a bad job? Am I going to be judged or whatever like that? But I think you know. So I think first and foremost is you know most times I think if you're going to start a new game, you're gonna you're gonna run a game you haven't done it for a while. You want to have a pre-established group where you are you know already friendly with people. People you already have a level of trust with them, and they're going to give you a break. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to start DMing for a group of people that you don't know, and then they're like, you know, they're expecting X, and you're, like, delivering B. You know what I mean? It's like, if you have a group that of people that trust, that you trust, 
and that you've been gaming with for a long time, then they're probably, you know, you just say, hey, you can be open and honest. And I think that should be the case anyways. Like, I've never run a game before, you know, I'm trying this out, I'm trying to figure this out. And, you know, what do you, so just kind of keep, understand that I'm rolling with that, give me a little bit of patience and, and understanding. You said you've been thinking about it, you've been trying to think about something. So like, what are some of the things that kind of go through your head, like when you're thinking about running a game? Well, you know, I have anxiety, so all sorts of uh, things that are kind of ridiculous, like, am I going to figure out how to roll attacks properly? I, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I still need help with that. I'm still, <laughs> I get overwhelmed. I just see dots or uh, numbers on die, and I start freaking out, and I start sweating, and everybody's staring at me to come up with, you know, did I hit, did I do the taco? And, and everybody's looking, and I know they're all like, oh God, Gretchen's gonna need help again. And I start losing my poop. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's a big thing. Uh, also, people looking at me, staring at me because I'm running a game, that, that makes me uncomfortable. Because, you know, every now and then I kind of do a uh, a player head game with you and just stare at you when we're Zoom playing and, you know, everyone else is just watching you through their computer camera and I'm just looking up, looking over at you. That, you know, that makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> and I know it does and that's when I can give you the dirtiest of looks like, don't kill Tick Tick's mount or else. <laughs> well, I mean, it is true. I think in our relationship, I'm definitely the one who is more comfortable with attention, although you're perfectly, you know, fine with social interactions and you're actually quite good at it, I think, you know, on a one-on-one and, and, you know, one-on-two kind of basis, but I am a little bit more comfortable speaking in front of a, of a group, people, and, and being in that environment. So, um, you know, and also, you know, think about it too, is that you're accustomed to seeing me run a game and you see my confidence level and my comfort level but I've, of course, done it like a, like hundreds of times now, you know? So it's like, it's not really a, it's not really a thing anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, you just get, it's like anything. You just kind of get used to it. But, you know, you mentioned about not knowing how to, you know, make sure you know how, that you've hit, you know, or making the monsters the bad guys hit. Or, that's essentially like knowing the rules, you know, knowing the rules really well, backwards and forwards, so that way you're not stuck on the rules and I think yeah but I don't even read Ikea directions (laughs) well and it's true too it's like you know as people with a baby and you know and our little guy is sitting in the back seat right now he's starting to wake up a little bit so you guys might get a chance to hear him on this podcast we are um you know you don't it's not like you can really there's a lot of opportunity to sit down and say I'm gonna read X rule book tonight. Let me just spend two hours like figuring this out, you know, and like getting all of the rules and stuff. And so a lot of times we rely on learning the game without actually reading the rule book. We learn the game from other people we play with and we only maybe read up on the little details that specifically pertain to our character, you know. We don't necessarily have time to read a whole heavy rule book as a player, whereas as a game master, you need to like be more well-versed in the rules. So, I mean, I would suggest for any new 
game master, dungeon master, whatever, to choose a game which has a lighter rule set. So you're not stuck in that. Because, I mean, let's be real. I mean, you have an amazing imagination. You know, you, you the, you, you're, you're very steeped in knowledge about genre, television and movies. I mean, especially horror, you're an expert at it. You know a lot of horror, but you also have watched a lot of sci-fi, some fantasy. I mean, like you, you have all of that knowledge. You read a lot of, read a ton. I mean, you've read like all the Dresden File books, all of the Wheel of Time books. You have all of this great background and you have a great imagination. So like, if you don't have to worry about the rules as much, then you're just using your imagination to make an interesting and fun game and story. And I think that's like the, the key is you, with any running any game, you want to be good enough with the rules that you don't even have to think about it, you know? It's like playing an instrument. Like if you have to think about every note you're playing, you're not there. You're not going to be like speaking from, playing from the heart, you know what I mean? So it's the same thing with the game. If you have to think about every single little detail of the rules while you're playing the game, you're not thinking about, oh, what would this guy do? Or what would this character do? Here's... Look, how can I come up with a funny accent for this random person that they ran into? Or, oh, maybe this would happen. Or you hear a player say something and you're like, oh, I'm going to take that idea and run with it. You know? Like, you can't improv and stuff because you're stuck in the rules. Yeah. That's exactly it. That scares me. I just, it's very intimidating. I don't know. I mean, would I like to do it? Yeah, I would. I, You know, I would like to exercise my imagination muscles but I you know it's just it's so intimidating and then there's also you know when I start trying to think of it I mean sometimes an idea will come to you crystal clear and you are ready you're ready to go with it it's there it's singing to you and other times kind of like what's happening to me right now is I have a general sense that I want to run something and I'm trying to come up with something but I'm just so overwhelmed that I'm having difficulty doing it. I don't know how you do it. I really don't know how you come up with a game every week. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a different, there's a variety of things that can be done. I mean, like there are, for those who don't, who have a little less time, you can run, you know, a module. So a pre-published adventure for whatever system that you're doing. And then in that case, you just, you just read the module. But those are generals, so they're not going to be, they're not going to be, hey, Lincoln, our little boy is waving at us in the, in the mirror right now as we're doing this little road trip podcast. Those kind of things are, are you know, they are generals, so even in those cases, you end up having to make some stuff up if you're good at improv or write some things down, do some planning to kind of incorporate it into whatever game that you want to run. Now, that doesn't mean you can't run it straight out of the box. I mean, you could just say, well, I'm, you know, and I would actually suggest this for a new player, just run it straight out of the box. Don't even worry about changing anything and just, you know, do your thing and then run it and you can do it like that. But as far as like coming up with something on your own, and I do enjoy doing that, and I, I kind of mix up the two, I mix between the two. I come up with some stuff on my own and I come up with stuff that, you know, I run pre-published adventures and stuff. But actually, you know what, I should even say this. When I come up with stuff on my own, I'm not coming up with stuff on my own. I'm stealing it from everywhere. I steal stuff 
all of my ideas are generally from other things. It's not like I'm inventing something new. You know, it's it's from what I know. I don't know that steal is an accurate word, though. I think you're borrowing from, you're incorporating uh-huh. ideas. Playing homage to, actually, a lot of the time. Because I love these things. I love the genre stuff. Um, you know, I ran an, a, a, a one-off sci-fi game. And I, you have a you have a great memory of this. And I ran it. It was based on. So here's a scenario, folks. So I was, I ran this one-off game. I don't even remember what rule set we used for. But it was something pretty simple. I might have even made up the rules for this game. I don't remember exactly. It was a very simple rule set. We did. You know what? I think it was the uh, basic. Uh, no, it was the um, it was the game system that Cthulhu uses. I forget what they call that that. Um, that rule set, but it's a it's a percentage based, very simple, simple rule set. And I started it off with every character, every person made a character which was based on a high school teen movie archetype. So uh, you might say like I get a bro, the jock, yeah, the bro, awesome, the cheerleader, the nerd, the artist, you know, like yeah, you the can, dancer, the dancer. That's right. That was, and um, yeah, the closeted dancer, which was really um, Greg did an awesome job on that. And we, you know, so like there were all of these different, you know, characters. Everybody made a character like that. And then so the scenario started where everybody was at this high school party. And then in the first 15 minutes of the game, everybody's abducted by aliens. And I told nobody that I was going to do this when I had everybody make characters. Everybody is abducted by aliens. But we all pass out and wake up in cells. Yeah, you wake up in these cells, and the they're like these padded cells, and there is a character, there's like this sort of overseer who's like interviewing all of you. And then you end up sort of escaping and realizing that you're actually on a spaceship, which is in the middle of nowhere. You're not actually in an institution you're on a spaceship and I and that was totally an homage to the movie The Signal starring Lawrence Fishburne which is a sci-fi movie that I absolutely loved and I just kind of did that and we did it as a one-off everybody loved it I actually really loved do running that game it was a lot of fun it was oh just a God. one-off I love that game <laughs> there was a chance it couldn't my come character. I left it open that people that it could continue um, and it was a lot of fun because everybody, you know, was able to make characters really fast. Everybody was an archetype. So, you know, everybody was kind of playing that stereotype from, from the high school. Anyway, point is, is that I took that from the movie. I just, I just basically decided I was going to run that movie, you know. And that was for a one-off. So, you know, kind of a, with a one-off, you know, I don't usually give the players a lot of choice in the matter or the players are full buy-in. So everybody's like, okay, this is a one-off. We know that we're doing this tonight. This isn't an open world thing. We're gonna decide between all of these different things. It's like the DM or GM has a thing planned. We're all gonna mutually decide. We're gonna go do that thing so we can have one night of fun. It's not like a campaign where you offer a lot more freedom and people kind of go do what they will. This is more like a, we have this game that we're playing tonight and it is this adventure because, you know, well, that's what the DM has prepared and <laughs> we're just doing something for this night. So, I mean, I, I kind of suggest, you know, doing something along those lines where you, you take something that you know that you love 
and you hunting, essentially. And of course, you put your own spin and twist on it. You know, because like, role-playing games work differently than movies or television shows, so it's not like you can run it exactly as you see. And also, it, you know, it, it doesn't... The, the players will never do what you expect them to do, so you're not going to run it exactly as the as it seems, um, you know, in the movie or the television show, because they're going to do things which the characters in the movie and the television show never do. So, you know, you have to kind of contend with that. But, you know, I've done that too, where, you know, we've talked about before on the podcast about how uh, we play a supernatural RPG. Hey, Lincoln. And, of course, um, you know, I've run episodes, you know, from the show. I've, I've put together... Uh, I've put together, and you call them episodes in the game, but I've put together episodes of the RPG that are based almost entirely on the television show. Lincoln agrees. He thinks they're fun. So, well, while we've been sitting here talking about this, I think I might have come up with an, a vague concept for a supernatural game. Oh, okay. And Supernatural uses the Cortex rule set. And one of the things that's cool about Cortex is, first of all, it's pretty simple. So everything is based on a difficulty roll. So you have certain statistics and, and things that you roll uh, and dice that you roll to hit a difficulty number. So it's always the difficulty number is assigned by the game master. And as a game master, that's really all you have to worry about. That's, it's a very simple system. And one of the things that's great about Supernatural, specifically for you, other than the fact that the system is simple, and Cortex as a system, which is totally usable for many different games, is that you have played the game before, so you have some familiarity with it. You're not like just picking up a brand new book and trying to like learn it. And you've got a group of characters too. I mean, like you know, you have a pre-made campaign world, and with Supernatural, we've had different people run games for Supernatural, so it's not unusual. For somebody to run a game. We have, you're right. Um, you know, and I think it was pretty forgiving. We had Pete run a game once, and he did a pretty good job, and he had never run a game, and, you know, I think it just, um, it is a, it's a world that I'm really familiar with. It's a game that we've played a bajillion times. It's a game I want to run because, you know, and as we're talking about this, it's now the Friday after Supernatural has ended. We haven't seen the last episode of the season. It's on my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm trying to figure out how we can watch it tonight while we're at your dad's house. Uh, and it would be nice to keep that spirit alive. I'm with you. I want to get back to it, too. And actually, I'm in the process of setting up a game, a Supernatural game as well. And, you know, it's um, it's funny because, the, you know, you. it's also one of the things that's great about running the Supernatural game is that you know, you know the characters that people are going to play. So you can even, when you're putting the thing together, you can say, oh, okay, well, Rob's going to be playing Mitch Robbins, this computer nerd who's going to be in there. And... and, and um, Mike's going to play this alcoholic, you know, um, sort of PTSD war vet. And Amanda's going to play Theodora, this library dork who also might be a werewolf. Yeah, she's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got bitten on a previous adventure where they were sent back in time to the Old West. 
it became Which a, is very problematic when you're sent on a mission during a full moon. <laughs> That's right. You guys locked her in a trunk at one point, I remember, if I remember correctly. Yes, and we barely got out of that. Uh, she was getting out of it. Uh, well, I'm excited to hear you know, see what you, what you come up with. I mean, I think that this is... Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Don't feel intimidated by it, though. You know, think of it as, as a lot of fun. And You know, what's neat is, is that, you know, because... Uh, and I mentioned that the, the Vortex system, too. And, and this might kind of transition into a, a, another discussion, a further discussion uh, that we can, you know, have now is that beyond just running games, is that, you know, as a new DM, is that... There are a number of games which actually are different settings but run a similar system. Like Cortex is also used in the Serenity game. And the Serenity RPG is one that I've really been wanting to try out. And there's a really awesome, awesome, awesome published adventure module called, I think it's like Out Into the Black, I believe is what it's called. And it could be like a good, all right, we're going to play this game for five, six, seven sessions, and then that's going to be it. We're just going to run that for like a little bit. But the thing that's great about it is that we can all decide to play this, and we don't need to learn a new system. We just make characters, and instead of being in a supernatural setting, we're playing in a sci-fi setting. So there's laser guns and spaceships and all of that kind of stuff, and, and aliens and and you know, all of the weirdness of sci-fi world instead of werewolves and vampires and, and shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like you kind of open up different things. I mean, you know, to be fair, as we're playing, you know, I'm running a AD&D second edition game in Dragonlance right now, and which you're a part of, and, you know, you were kind of expressing your apprehension about like knowing how to hit everybody's looking at you and all this stuff. That game is super complex. I mean, it's one of the more complex RPGs. Newer games are so much less complex. Fifth edition, for example, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons is way less complex than second edition was. So, you know, you gotta think about that too. In comparison, almost any game is gonna be less complex than, than second edition. It's gonna be much easier to run and play. You know, I mean, there's so many details with that. So why the hell did you go with second edition? Because I know it really well. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun oh, for me too. God. You know what I mean? It, it was it was one of the first games that I ever played. It was the game that you and I first role played together on, which was you know a millennia ago. Yeah, well, not seriously, it was literally in Two a different decades. millennium. 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 Definitely It was two decades ago. It was a long time ago. Lincoln wasn't even a thought back then. So our little one wasn't even a thought back then. But yeah, and I also knew that amongst the players that play in our group, many of them had experience with second edition ADD, like Mike and, and Amanda both had played previously, so it was a it was easy buy-in. As far as, you know, like, people will know. And I knew that they would help. I mean, you think about Mike and Amanda are very willing to help if you need help. And they're very patient. You know what I mean? Like, you're concerned. Oh, everybody's waiting for me. Nobody ever gets upset with you when you're trying to figure your stuff out. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure Dom's like, God, 
damn, would she just learn how to do this? <laughs> well, Dom is a new player, okay? He's not, he's not, I mean, I love playing Excuse with Dom. Use my language, son. <laughs> Dom is a, uh, is a player who joined our group much more recently. He is Mike's brother, younger brother, and we, um, and I'm, I'm happy to have Dom as part of the game, but I think of, when I think of our core group, it's, it's you and, and I and Amanda and actually probably Greg, I would say. You, I, Amanda, Greg, Mike. I mean, that's the main sort of core, core group. And then we add in some track players here and there, but you were the group who would play together. We've always played together. So... Yeah. So yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. Well, look, I'm excited about your game. I'm looking forward to it, and, and you know maybe we're gonna have a little bit of extra time to, to over the holidays to prep. And obviously, we'll be airing this. It'll be after the holidays at this point. So maybe by the time that uh, that that this particular episode airs, we can give a, an update. I will give an update on how on how Gretchen's uh, first ever GMing session went because uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I I would love to. S- I'd love to see what your twisted imagination comes up with, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well then. RPGs and Baby Makes 3 is a production of Gretchen and Rob sitting on their couch. Email the show at rpgsandbabymakes3 at gmail.com. You can find more episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes as well as on our free Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash RPGs and Baby Makes 3. Mm-hmm.